0: to give them to. And we'll be obedient to do that. Now, we also thank you for the word of God that as we share it here today, that it'll go forth and it'll be a blessing to all those that will receive it. In Jesus name. Amen. You can receive the tithes and the offerings if you would. And open your Bibles to Mark, the fourth chapter, Mark, the fourth chapter, Mark, the fourth chapter. And uh, what the Spirit of God has directed us to do here. For several Sundays starting out this this uh, year, and we'll just go as long as the Lord directs, on titling this Red Letters, the Red Letters. How many of you know when Jesus speaks, when it hits the page, it turns red? Is that right? That's <laughs> yeah, kind of joking there, but you've seen Red Letter editions of the Bible, right? And so Jesus, uh, his words are in red. Is that right? And so when he when he speaks, when when his words hit the page, they turn red. So, you know, it's real easy. You know, we live under the new covenant. And, and so we spend much time in the in the letters to the churches, you know, Romans, you know, first, second, Timothy, Ephesians, Galatians, Colossians, Philippians. And and, that, and that's good. We should do that. But if you're not watchful, if you're not watchful, what can happen is, is is you can overlook the teachings of the Lord Jesus and we don't want to do that. So so uh, what we're doing here on Sunday mornings for several Sundays is we're going to be looking at realize, say red letters. red letters, Yeah, red letters. What does Jesus have to say? How many of you know that 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 he's God, isn't he? And, and everything that he says lines right up with with all of the epistles. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How many of you know there's no contradictions in the Bible? None at all. Yeah, but I thought I found a contradiction one time, Pastor. Well, it might be a contradiction in your brain, but there's not a contradiction in the Bible. Amen. If you look at it properly and interpret it properly and divide the Bible correctly, you know, the Bible says it can be rightly divided. If it can be rightly divided, it could be what? And if you're wrongly dividing, wrongly studying it, then then you might find what is a supposed contradiction. But... um But not so. So let's get in. No contradictions. Let's get in and find out what Jesus has to say about some things. And we'll be on this several Sundays. So what we're going to do today is we're going to look at the parable of the sower. Now look here at Mark 4 verse 1. And again he began to teach by the sea. So Jesus did a lot of teaching. Great multitude was gathered to him. So they, they got in a boat and sat in it on the sea. And the whole multitude was on the land facing the sea. Then he taught them many things by parables. Now, a parable, if you don't know, it's a simple story, a natural story that illustrates a spiritual truth. And Jesus used parables quite often to teach the people. He'd tell them a story. And it was a simple, natural story that taught profound spiritual truths. And he said to them in his teaching, he said, listen, behold, the sower went out to sow and it happened as a farmer, you know, and it happened as he sowed, as he planted seeds. You know, some seed fell by the wayside and the birds of the air came and devoured it. Some fell on the stony ground where it did not have much earth and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, it was scorched and because it had no root, it withered away. And some seed fell among thorns and the thorns grew up, choked it and yielded no crop. But other seed fell on good ground and yielded a crop that sprang up, increased and produced some thirty fold, some sixty and some a hundred. And he said to them, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, do you have ears to hear? Yeah. And when he when, when he's uh, t- when he makes that statement. You know, I, I've learned this over the years that there's been so many people that have heard me speak, teach the word over the years. Did you know there's a difference between hearing and listening? There's a lot of people here, but not very many people listen. Yeah. Did you hear me? Yes. And Jesus had had the same issue with him, and uh, everybody that's ever taught the word of God, and, and even when I taught math in the classroom, there would be t- uh, students that would—they'd all hear. And they'd all hear the same thing, but not all of them would listen. And so we need to be sure that we're listening and not just hearing. Let's listen to what it is Jesus is trying to get across to us here. Now, uh, as we'll see, this is the most important parable Jesus ever taught. Or I'll say it this way, perhaps not the most important one he ever taught, but but we'll see here in a moment that if you don't understand what Jesus taught in this parable, you'll have trouble understanding the other parables that he that he used. So we need to take special attention with this and, and listen today. Um, also, we talked about hearing now as I preach here today, you're all going to hear the You're all going to hear the same thing. Is that right? Would you agree with me on that? You're all going to hear the same thing. But you know, different people react differently to what they hear. I've already preached so many times over the years where you get two people sitting side by side. And one thing will get one thing out of the message and the other will get something different out of it. And then a third one sitting by won't get anything out of it at all, you know. And you ever think about this? The same sunlight... Well, well, let me say this. Peter preached one time. He He preached a gospel message. And the hearts of the people were melted in repentance. Another time, Stephen preached the same basic message, gospel message. And the people's hearts were hardened to the point that they killed him. Remember that? The same sunlight that melts wax also hardens clay. Think about that. The same sunlight that'll hit wax, it'll melt wax, but it will harden clay. So what I'm trying to say here is that as you listen to the word of God, as you hear the word of God, don't just hear it, but listen to it, absorb it into your spirit and let it change you for the better. Okay. Now, also to get the full picture of this parable. We have to understand, and I pointed this out to you last week. Remember, there's one gospel, but how many accounts are there of that same gospel? Four. And it's like looking at a mountain. You know, there's typically, there's four views of a mountain, correct? North, northern view, southern view, eastern view, western view. Is is that correct? And just because you saw the northern view of a mountain, you haven't seen the whole mountain, have you? You just saw one aspect of it. And so... If you want to get the full picture of what Jesus said, you can't just read, you know, any one gospel account. You have to read the other gospels to get the full picture of it. Now, Matthew, Mark, and Luke are called the synoptic gospels because they often cover the same events that Jesus had going on in his life. They just cover it from a different perspective. But you've got to listen to Matthew, Mark, and Luke to get the whole picture. John sometimes covers things that Matthew, Mark, and Luke don't cover. But you understand what I'm saying? There's how many Gospels? There's one Gospel, but how many accounts? Four. And to get the full picture, you need to look and see at what Jesus said, you know, in Matthew, Mark, Luke. Look, look at how Matthew put it forth, Mark put it forth, Luke put it forth, and then and John put them together. And then you get the whole picture of what Jesus was saying. The same thing is true here today. Now, as we read this parable, notice there were four groups of people. There were four, four different situations. Four different situations. First of all was by the wayside. Now, if you're taking notes, you want to write this down. That sower went out to sow and he's scattering seed and some went by the wayside. Then some went on what kind of ground? What was that second kind of ground? Does anybody remember? Stony ground. And then the third kind was among what? Among thorns, wasn't it? And then the last ground was Jesus called it good ground. Okay, so so how many different how many situations were there? There were four there was by the wayside Then there was what kind of ground stony ground then what kind among thorns thorny ground? And what was the last kind good ground now? Let's get that again first was by the what by the wayside and then and then there was what? Stony and then what was third thorny and then the good ground now Of these four groups, and you're going to see here in a minute, these were people groups. And we're going to try to find out, you're going to try to find out which group you're in here today. But of these four groups, only one produced. You remember reading that? Only one produced fruit. Is that right? And in that one group that produced fruit, remember he talked about 30 and then what? 30 fold, 60 fold and 100 fold. So in that one group, good ground that produced fruit, there's only one group within that within that fourth group. There was three subdivisions. What were they? 30 fold and then what? 60 and then and then. Well, he said 100, right? Was it 100 fold or 90 fold? It was a hundred I think there 's one 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 account says ninety, but nonetheless ninety 's real close to a hundred. Uh, how many take a ninety on your test and be happy okay so 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 thirty fold and then what sixty and then a hundred so there's how many groups there's four groups, and how many of that groups produce fruit one, one. and within that one group that produced fruit, there was only there were he, he Jesus divided that one group into three subsections thirty fold sixty fold and So there was only one of those three that produced to the full. So there was, if you do a little math here, there was four groups. And then in that fourth group, there are three subdivisions and only one of those produced to the full. When we when we sum it all up, there's only one out of 12 people that hear the word of God that's going to produce fruit to the full. Did you hear what I just said? Anytime people listen to the Bible, be, they take any 12 people, typically there will only be one of those 12 that will produce, produce fruit to the full. You know, that's 8%. Only 8% of the people are going to hear the word of God and produce it to the full. Did you hear me? So if you have 100 people, only 8 of them is going to get the word and really produce to the full. That's something, isn't it? I want to be one of that 8%. How about you? I want to be that one out of 12 that gets it and produces to the full. Now That's something I've had to learn as a minister, as a teacher. Is that as I stand up here and preach to you today, I have to realize there's, there's only one-fourth of you that's going to get what, what I'm preaching. The other three-fourths, Satan's going to steal it. Something, something's going to come up. Something, something's going to come up and take that, take the word away from you. And you're not going to produce. Three-fourths of you won't produce. Only a fourth of you will. And of that one-fourth that does, only one-third of those people are going to produce to the full. But you know what I learned a long time ago as a minister? I just go right on teaching the Word. See, You'll see that the the seed is the Word of God. I just go right on teaching. When people sit there and they're just bored silly, I don't pay any attention. I just go right on teaching. Did you hear what I just said? You don't phase me a bit. I don't mean that ugly, but you can sit there and draw cartoons. You can sit there and think about what you're having for lunch. You can think about, boy, he's going along. I wish he'd hurry. I'm bored with you. You don't affect me one bit. Did you hear? I taught junior high for a lot of years. There's nothing you're going to do to phase me. You hear what I just said? You understand, so I just go right on, just teaching, just because because I've made a decision long ago that 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 I'm going to teach the word of God, and and three fourths of them aren't going to get it; only a fourth are. If it was true with Jesus, it'll be true with me. And you just go right on, Amen. I just go right on loving you, right on down the road. You okay? All right. So now notice here, Jesus in verse ten, Mark four, verse ten. Notice what the Bible says when he was alone, those around him with the twelve ask him about the parable. But when he was alone, those around him with the twelve ask him about the parable. You know, something else I've learned about people that 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 now when Jesus got done teaching. I'm the kind of person always have been this way. When the multitudes are leaving and going back to their house, guess where I'm going to be? I'm going to be sticking around to see if Jesus has anything else to say. I want, I want him to explain what he just taught. How many of you would like to get an in-depth, behind-the-scenes uh, explanation of what Jesus just taught? I would. But notice, most of the people left. When he got done teaching, most of them left. The twelve stayed and there were some others that stayed. Now, this has nothing to do with whether or not you stay at prayer today when we leave. Today. Somebody say, man, that's not that's that's not subliminal. That's not what I'm doing. OK, but what but, but what I have seen over the years is, is I've seen some of the greatest Bible teachers that, that 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 God has ever given to the body of Christ. I'd watch them get done teaching and I'd watch the crowd Leave and they'd stick around up front and there'd just be, you know, to talk a little further about it. And there'd there'd be most of the people leave, but only just a few would stay. What's that principle in in action, isn't it? Only eight percent is going to get the word produced to the full. I was always the kind that I was going to stay. I was going to stay until that man of God was done and he left. Now, you look at all these years have come and gone and God has blessed me Tremendously. You know, that didn't just happen by accident. It's because we sought the Lord and we stuck with him. Do you understand? All right. So not everybody stayed. But notice when he was alone, those around him with the twelve asked him about the parable. They were inquisitive. Explain this to us, Jesus. You just talked about this sower going out to sow. Explain this to us. So he said to them in verse 11, to you it has been given to know the mystery of the kingdom of God. But to those who are outside, all things come in parables. Now, if you're not watchful there, you'll think that there was a a select few that Jesus uh, had this gospel message for this. This explanation for rather this explanation for. But it was available to anybody who would stay. Did you see that? Did you see that? I said, did you see that? It was available. Jesus' in-depth explanation was available to any, not just the twelve. It was available to anybody that would stay. Not just the twelve disciples. So that's, and then he said, he said, so that seeing they may see and not perceive and hearing they may hear and not understand. And that what happens a lot of times, the people who aren't really interested in the word of God, they just come because of some summary, some re- who knows why. And then uh, they hear, but they 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 don't understand. They don't get it. Lest they should turn and their sins be forgiven them. That's a good deal, isn't it? He said to them, do you not, un- now watch this, do you not understand this parable? How then will you understand all the parables? In other words, if you if you can't get this one, then how are you going to get The other ones that he has to share. So this is the most basic. Let's get it. Look at Mark four, verse 14. Now, Mark four, verse 14. And and let's see what the seed is. Let's see what the seed is. The sower. This is Mark four, 14. The sower sows the what? The word, the word of God. So the word of God is likened unto seed. And so this morning, as I teach the word, it's like I'm just scattering seed out amongst over all of you seed. And you're likened underground. Real loud. Say, I am am. likened underground. Yeah, you're likened underground. So I'm spreading the seed. That's the word. Now, what kind of ground are you? Good ground. There you go. Somebody's talking to me. Hallelujah. You, so what, how many types of ground were there? There were four. What was that first? By the way side. The second one? Stony. Stony. Third? Thorny. Thorny. And uh, the last was good. I hope you're good ground. Now, Now look at Luke 8.11. The sower sows the word. Now, why am I going to to to, to Luke eight eleven? Because it's going to give us a little bit more. The seed. Now it tells us specifically: the seed is what the Word of God. Are you okay with that? So now go back to Mark four fifteen, and let's look at those by the wayside. And these are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. Are you in Mark four fifteen? These are the ones by the wayside where the word is sown. When they hear, Satan, who is that? That's the devil. Comes immediate. When does he come? Immediately, and takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, when I first read that years ago, I thought, Oh my goodness! I didn't know as much then as I do now, and, and, and I don't know much yet. But we're learning. Are you learning? Hopefully I'll know more next year than I know now. But when I first read that years ago, I thought we don't have a chance. We hear the word and Satan comes immediately and steals it. So we don't have a chance. But you see, if you just read Mark's account, you don't get the full of what Jesus said. Did he say that Satan comes immediately? Did he say that? And he takes away the word that was sown in their hearts. Now, that's what what Mark gives of it. But to get what Jesus really said, let's go to Matthew thirteen nineteen and let's see. Let's get the fullness of what he said. Let's, let's look at another side of the mountain here. Matthew thirteen nineteen. Jesus says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not what? Does not what? Does not understand it. Then the wicked one comes and snatches away the word that was sown in, in his heart. This is he who received the seed by the wayside. See, Mark's account is, well, you hear the word and then Satan comes immediately and takes away the word. So if you just stop with Mark, you don't have a chance. What chance do you have? You hear the word, Satan steals it. But that's not what Jesus really said. What he said was, he said is when you hear the word of God and you don't understand it, then the devil can come. And steal it. Now that word understand. Here's what. Look it up sometime. Here's what it means. It means to consider. It means to study. It means to think upon. It means to meditate upon. It means to keep before oneself. It means to esteem. So here's the deal. When you hear the word of God. If you do not. Make an effort to consider it if you do not make an effort to study it beyond just what you heard, if you don't make an effort to think upon it, to meditate upon it, to to keep it before you, if you don't esteem it as valuable, then the devil can come and steal it away. But if you'll hear the Word of God and you'll, you'll esteem it, you'll consider it, you'll think about it, you'll, you'll make an effort to understand it, then the devil can't steal it away from you. Isn't that good news? See, but if people just sit and they just listen to it and they don't, you know, just, you know, kind of goes in one ear out the other. That's exactly what happens. It goes in one ear and out the other. You have to make an effort to grab a hold of the word of God, to consider it, to think on it, to esteem it. Do you know there's a lot of folks don't esteem the word of God? We need to esteem it. Think highly of it. Did you hear me? And if you'll do that, then the devil can't steal it from you. Isn't that wonderful to know? Now, look, look at Luke 8, 12. Gives us a little more on this. We're talking about those by the wayside. I hope you're not wayside ground. Look at Luke 8, 12. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. See, we're all hearing the same word. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should what? Believe Believe, and, of course, be saved or be delivered. See, this this wayside ground, the devil comes and he's able to steal the word because the person has not esteemed it. They haven't considered it. They haven't thought about it. They haven't meditated on it. And thus, because of that, they haven't believed it. And thus, you see, in the spirit realm, how do you receive in the spirit realm? You believe it. To believe is to receive. As far as the word of God. How do you take a hold of the word of God? You believe it. That's how you take a hold of it. And you see, people that just hear the word of God and and, and they don't esteem it, they don't don't pay attention, they're, they're not really hanging on every word, then... They don't believe it, that the devil is able to come and steal it. Remember, we just read there in Mark 4, that when you hear the word of God, who comes immediately? The devil. When you hear the word of God, who comes immediately to steal it? The devil. There's another scripture that says, it's in the book of Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear the word of God, one of two things is going on. Here's what happens. You hear the word of God. Satan comes to steal it. But there's something else comes. It's faith comes. Right. So. So one of two things. When you hear the word of God, Satan comes and who else or what else comes? Faith. Faith. Satan comes. What else comes? Faith. And faith is just what does that mean? That just means believing. You See. So when you hear the word of God, one of two things is going to happen. You're going to just sit there. Listen to it. You know, just not really esteem it. Other things, you know, just just when is he going to be done? That kind of stuff. And then you're certainly not going to believe it. And so the devil steals it from you. Did you hear me? But when you hear the word of God, you can esteem it, pay attention to it, consider it. And then as a result of that, you believe it, you receive it, you take hold of it. And then you're delivered. Can, Can you say amen? That's the kind of ground I want to be. See, have you ever have you ever shared the gospel message like in one of these tracks? Have you ever shared the gospel message with a sinner, and they uh, didn't believe and they just went on with their life? Have you ever done that? See, what kind of ground are they? They're the wayside ground. But you know, this also applies to Christians as well. How many times have I taught messages like on? Um, well, healing, for example, how many of you know Jesus is still in the healing business, but I've taught I've taught the Word of God to people that they honestly believe that it's God's will for them to be sick, and, and they think God's put that sickness on them to teach them something, and uh, I teach and teach and teach and can show them I, I can stand for hours and show them from the Word of God that it's God's will to heal, but but you see if they won't esteem what I'm teaching from the Word of God, then. They're the wayside ground. They don't believe it, they stay sick. Did you hear what I just said? So I don't want to be the wayside ground, do you? No. Now let's look at the next uh, the next ground, the stony ground. Look at Mark 4.16. Come on now. Mark 4.16. Are you getting anything out of this so far? Mark 4.16. These likewise here, we're getting Jesus behind the scene explanation here. But these likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who, when they hear the word, do they all hear the word? Yep. Yeah. Immediately they receive it with what? Gladness. Yeah, Pastor, boy, I heard you preach this morning. Man, that sounds good. Man, oh yeah, yeah, that, that's that's good. Immediately they receive it with gladness. Do you know it's real easy to have an emotional experience When you listen to something and you can get all excited emotionally and you can accept something with your brain, but not get it in your heart. I believe that's what this is talking about here. And notice here in verse 17 says, and they have no what they have no root. It doesn't go any further than their brain. It doesn't go into their heart. They have no root in themselves. And so they endure only for a time. We just turned over into the new year. Is that right? And so it's real easy to make a new year's resolution. And you hear somebody on television and they say all you have to do is is call in and and pay us $37 a week and we'll send you these magical pills. And you take these pills or, you know, we'll send you this magical food. You eat this food and you'll you'll lose weight. They never talk about exercise or anything about like. Is that right? And so people sign you know, sign up, call in, get those pills, start taking those pills, and they notice uh, they're not losing any weight. So they give up and quit. They get real excited about something. Is that right? But when they find out that, uh-oh, there's more to this than just taking pills. I'm going to have to E-X-E-R. Oh, yeah. Uh-oh. I don't want to do this no more. So they endure for a while, but when hardship, how many know exercise can be hard? When hardship shows up, they give up and quit. And that's what Jesus is talking about here. Okay? And notice what he says. They endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they, what do they, they stumble. One version says they become offended, they fall away, they quit. I've watched this as a pastor over the many years. You'll have people come and they'll visit the church. And I, I remember some years ago, I, I happened that when we started, first started the church, uh, we had, I just, I don't know why I remember this one in particular, but had a lady that came and, uh, and I was teaching on, on how the Lord leads. And I was, I was talking about some things and that particular day. I was talking about how the Lord could lead us through dreams and visions. How many of you know, normally he does not It's through the Holy written word. Is that right? But, but that particular day I was saying some things about dreams and visions and boy she really hooked up with it. Well woo woo, 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 pastor, I'm in, I'm in. This is the greatest thing since sliced bread, I'm in, I'm in. So she came for a week or two and then I got up and started teaching about commitment and, and, and we never saw her again. Well she was excited because she heard one message that she liked, but when she heard more of what I was teaching from the Word of God, she didn't like it and never saw her anymore. See, so she endured for a time, but then she gave up and quit. She was stony ground. So you'll see they have no root. Realize, say no root. No root. So they have no root in themselves. They endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution rise for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. They become offended. They fall away. They quit. Look at Mark 417 in the Message Bible. It'll be on the screen up here. Mark 417 in the Message Bible. says, but there is such there's such shallow soil of what really this group has a lot to do with character I'll leave that on the screen for a moment i i've had people already they've visited the church they've come they kind of hooked in and and uh and, and it's always interesting they'll 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 want to sit down, but I mean, they'll just start attending. They'll maybe attend two or three times, and they'll want to meet with me. They'll want to talk with me. They'll want me to. Then what they'll do is they'll, they'll they'll give me the vision of what they want to do in the church. They've only attended three times. You know, you understand what I'm saying? And 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 they'll want to meet with me and talk with me. Blah 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 blah. And and they basically want me to jump through their hoops. And and you understand what I'm saying? And and. <laughs> The character there's some, there's a character flaw. And when I was younger, I used to go along and, OK, well, to get people to come to get them to come back. Let's 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 you know, let's I, I remember people with prayer years ago. They wouldn't want to come on Monday night prayer. They always want to create their own different day of the week when they wanted to come pray and get people to come. And and and, you know, say realize say that never works. It, it, it never works. And so you'll see those people, you'll see them attend for a little while. And then when I was younger, I had to learn some lessons. But now, you see, we have what's going on here at the church, what we feel the Lord has directed us to do. It's not up to us to fit what you want. It's up up to you. If you feel God's called you here, you need to fit in with what's flowing here. Can you say amen? amen? And you see... What what happens in this group is, is a character there's but there is you see those kind of people they're not interested in what God's doing they're interested in what they in what they want to do. Did you hear what I just said and it never works and and, and they'll come they'll get hooked in in the church for a while and then and then ultimately they cause problems and, and it's sad because they realize say there's a character flaw. There's a character flaw. There's, there's something in the character. See, but there is such shallow soil of character that when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arises, there is nothing to show for it. And I've seen this with folks. Years and years and years have come and gone. They'll come. They'll, they'll, they'll be so excited about being here. And then after a while, when, when it's... How many of you know a honeymoon's good? Is that right? But how many of you know a honeymoon wears off? Is that right? And when a honeymoon wears off... Then we'll see how committed you are. I don't know why I'm using uh, people in churches. I, I try to use different uh, examples of things, but but I see this. This is what what I see the most of is is usually folks will come, they'll visit. Oh, this is great, this is great. But when the honeymoon wears off, then, you know, wouldn't it be nice if the honeymoon lasted forever? But it never does. No matter where you go to church, no matter who you're with in a relationship, no matter the honeymoon only lasts for a while, then it wears off, and there's got to be more than just a bunch of flowery, you know. Yeah, there's got to be some substance. How many of you know the grass always looks greener on? But what's the old saying? When you get over there, you got to mow that too, don't you? Don't any of you mow grass? The neighbor's yard always looks nicer, but when you if you had his yard, you had to mow it too. He might have moles in his yard, you just don't see it. Is that right? So what is the problem here in this group? A big part of the problem. Realize, say, character. There's such shallow soil of character that when the emotions wear off and some difficulty arises, there's nothing to show for it. All right, let's go on just a little while longer. Mark 4, verse 18. Mark 4, verse 18. Mark 4, verse 18. Now, these are the ones sown among thorns. Now, let's see if you're thorny ground. These are the ones sown among thorns. They're the ones who hear... Do they all hear the word? Hear the same word? Same word. Watch this. The cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches... And desires, desires for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. Now, if you study into this, it's not the word that's becoming unfruitful. How many of you know the word is always fruitful? It's the person that becomes unfruitful. If you look at Matthew's account and Luke's account, they indicate that it's the person that becomes unfruitful, not the word. But what can trip us up? And oh, my goodness, I've seen this. I've been tripped up on this. This, this one, we've all been, I think, at one time or the other. What happens? The cares of this world. The deceitfulness of riches. And the desires for other things entering in choke the word and the person becomes unfruitful. You know, this world's full of distractions. And how many of you know the devil is a master of distraction? How many of you, you've ever made a commitment to sit down, I'm going to pray for, you know, 15 minutes a day. And you sit down, you're not, you're not 10 seconds into it. And a bunch of things start running through your head of what you need to do and what you need to take care of. Has that ever happened to anybody besides me? It's distractions. The cares of this world, this world is full of many cares. Much care. Many things to worry about. How many of you know Martha? Remember Mary and Martha? Remember Mary? She sat at Jesus' feet and listened to the word. Remember that? But Martha had to prepare all the food. Now, how many of you know the food needs to be prepared? Is that right? But there's something more important than natural food. It's the, the word of God. Is that correct? And But Martha, the Bible says she was distracted with many things. And Jesus pointed that out to her, didn't he? And he said, Mary has chosen the good thing, and it shall not be taken away from her. Do you remember Jesus saying that? Yeah. Did, boy, that just came out. Remember, didn't he say that? Didn't he say, and it shall not be taken from her? Yeah. Did, it, did, did it say that? Yeah. How many remember? I, now, I've never, I've never put that together with this until right here. But didn't he say, she's chosen the good part, the word, and it shall not be what? Taken from her. Did, did he really say that? He said that, that. That came out of my spirit. It shall not. Because she sat at his feet. And you know why it wouldn't be taken from her? Because she esteemed it, didn't she? She thought highly of it. She was focused on it. Is that right? And the devil couldn't steal it from her. Go check that. Did she say that? She said that, didn't she? Didn't Jesus say it will not be taken from her? I've never put that together with that before. Did you? Good. Good. Do you know why it wasn't taken from her? She's good ground. Now Mary had the opportunity to hear the exact same thing. But she was distracted with much serving. The cares of this world. Now how many remembers that rich young ruler? You remember him? He came to Jesus. Is that right? And they had a conversation. But he walked away from Jesus. He walked away from the word. Isn't Jesus the word made flesh? He walked away from the word. Didn't a rich young ruler walk away from the word of God? He did. And the Bible said because because he had great possessions. And I like to say it like this. The great possessions had him. Nothing wrong with having money. It's wrong when money has you. And see, he had a lot of money, but the money had him. And he was the deceitfulness of riches. And it cost him. I don't see where he ever came back to Jesus. I wonder if he's in hell right now. I wonder if he ever repented. Wouldn't that be sad to have all that money and, and he went to hell? Isn't that, isn't that sad? Didn't Jesus talk about a rich man who went to hell? He didn't go because he was rich. He went because that those riches distracted him from listening to Moses and the prophets who preached Jesus. How many of you know Abraham? Was he rich? And Jesus said he was over on paradise. He, money doesn't money doesn't put you in hell. It's when you put money above God and you serve. Didn't Jesus say you can't serve God and have and, and serve money. Now you can serve God with money, but you can't serve God and money. Is that right? Is that right? But I tell you what, there's a lot of people in hell right now because they were distracted with the American dream. Is that right? And they didn't have time for Jesus. And the desires for other things. Did you know this world's full of other things? That'll pull you away from the most important thing, and that's serving God. I wonder, are there some other things in your life right now that's distracting you, pulling you away? Hmm. Be careful of money. Be careful of it. Nothing wrong with having it, but it's real easy for money to get a hold of you. Do you hear me? Jesus said that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to inherit the kingdom of God. Didn't say it's impossible, just said it was a hard thing. It's real hard a lot of times for people to get past their money. You know... uh it, 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 one way you can tell if money has a hold of you, all you have to do is look in your checkbook, see if you're a tither and a giver. If you're not a tither and a giver, then money's got a hold of you. Either that, or you've just never been taught on it. But if you've been taught about tithing and giving, and you really understand it, if you can't, if you can't, you know, it's like that that offering bucket goes by, and and you know, and you, you put the money in, and you just you just can't you just can't turn it loose. Then money's got a hold of you. Don't let money have a hold of you. Can you say amen? amen. Uh, now, I'll just share this illustration with you. Because my wife and I, we watch movies after they've been cleaned up. You know what I mean by that? How many of you know there's, there's a lot of movies you shouldn't be watching? They got cuss words in them. Is that right? So we do our very best to wait till they're cleaned up. But I'm thinking of this one movie where Whoopi Goldberg was in it. And, and this, this, this Patrick Swayze, he's a ghost. Remember that? Now, now, I just happened to watch that show, watch it cleaned up. But remember, somehow or another, she wound up with a check for $4 million. You remember that? And she had that check, and, and she's looking at it, and she's, whoo wow, this is fantastic. And he said to her, he said, uh, Patrick Swayze he said, now, you can't keep that check. Those drug lords will come after you and kill you. You're going to have to get rid of it. How many remembers you remember, ever see that? And so he said, Give it to those nuns over there. Remember? She had a dickens of a time turning loose of that check. Remember that? And he said, give it to her. Now, in that movie the nuns couldn't see him, so only she could see or hear him, I guess. He said, Turn it loose. And she said, I will. Said he said, Turn it loose. I will. No, go ahead. Turn it loose. I will. She said, Just let me hold it a little longer, you know. How many of you know money had her? All right, right? Is that right? Don't let money have you. It can distract you and keep you from the real blessing of God. And I tell you what, you walk with God and you put money, you don't even be concerned about money. You be concerned about God. You be concerned about walking with God and keep him first and God will make you rich. Did you hear what I just said? Why? So you can have a bunch of things to heap upon yourself? No, so that you can be a blessing to others. Can you say amen? Amen. Now, come on, let's finish this up. Let's talk about the good ground and then we'll dismiss. Mark 4.20. But these are the ones sown on good ground who hear the word, accept it. Matthew's account says understands it. Considers it, studies it, thinks upon it, meditates on it, keeps it before oneself, esteems it. And they bear fruit somewhat, 30, 60 and 100 fold. Let's look at at Luke eight fifteen. What does Luke eight fifteen say about this? But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and a good heart, realize, say, keep it, it. and bear fruit with what? Patience. Patience. So one way to see if you're good ground, do you have patience? Do you have the ability to the ability to wait on God with a good and right heart, a good right attitude? I'm going to read uh, Luke 8 15 in the New Living Translation. I think we have that up there on the screen. And the seeds that fell on the good ground or the good soil represent honest, good hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a what? A huge harvest? Now, now, let's look at this in the Living Bible. Do we have the Living Bible? Do we have that one? Alright, here's what, the, now listen to this. Because over the years, with so much teaching on prosperity, and I believe in prosperity, but I don't believe we ought to emphasize prosperity. We ought to emphasize Jesus. Did you you hear what I just said? And uh, whenever uh, whenever you have a minister up there talking about jets and cars and watches and rings, be very cautious of that minister. I wouldn't sit under a minister like that and listen to him. I believe in prosperity. I just said you serve God. He'll make you what? And that's not just spiritually. I mean in natural things. But when you have a minister talking about jets and cars and watches and rings and suits of clothes and stuff like that. I'd avoid them. Because whenever you start talking about 30, 60, 100 fold. Right away, I don't know if you're like me, but all the preaching I've heard over the years, I start thinking about money, that hundredfold return. Do you know that hundredfold return is only for a person who has left everything to serve Jesus? It's not, it doesn't have to do with your tithing and giving. It has, you go read it sometime, it's for that person has left everything to serve Jesus. Did you hear what it just said? And we get our minds on money and things, but the Living Bible, and we'll let you go. But listen to what Living Bible says, Luke 8, 15. But the good soil represents honest, good-hearted people. They listen to God's word. They cling to God's words and cling to them and steadily, listen to this, steadily spread them to others. Who also soon believe. What is the real harvest? The real harvest is not getting money. The real harvest is seeing sinners brought into the kingdom and get born again. Can you say amen? Amen. Stand with me if you would.